revolutionize your recruitment strategy with AIMHR Solutions. Headquartered in the heart of Massachusetts, our dynamic team offers cutting-edge recruiting services tailored to meet the needs of HR professionals anywhere. Say goodbye to the endless cycle of candidate searches. Let our seasoned experts streamline the process for you. With a deep understanding of industry trends and a vast network, we're here to connect you with top-tier talent. Explore the possibilities of our recruitment services at aimhrsolutions.com. I'm Pete Wright. Welcome to Human Solutions. Social media. Now, you might not personally be an Insta influencer or a TikTok star, but there's an increasingly good chance that your employees are. How does their activity in their private lives impact what they do at work? And how does your organization's social media policy guide your most public participants? This week, Terry Cook, our Senior Vice President of Employer Services, and Tom Jones, or TikTok Tom as we know him, our very own attorney specializing in labor and employment matters, join me this week to share what you can do to support and guide your team's best influencers. Tom, Terry, welcome. Should we share your uh, your favorite profiles, how many followers, just to establish your credibility on the show before we start? <laughs> oh, we've got a goose egg from Tom. All right. Uh, uh, you know, I, I want to start, like, I think a lot of these conversations in and around HR start with the negative, right? How, oh, my gosh, how terrifying is it that our employees are out there using social media? They might actually mention our company name. Ah! I, I feel like let's start on the other side of that conversation. You're in HR and uh, legal employment matters. Do you see any truly good things about having an engaged, participating employee populace in social media? Terry, you start. I think Tom might be a curmudgeon on this, so I'm, I'm going to have you, you lead. <laughs> well, I, I do see that. I mean, especially when it comes to recruiting. So many more applicants are going to the reviews for the company on Glassdoor or other social media platforms to see what employees are saying. So it's nice to know that although there are some people that will complain and they'll be recognized in an interview, more often than not lately, I've been hearing about people that are focusing on the good things that these people are saying about their company, their benefits, their coworkers. Um a lot of reasons people want to come to work at a company now has to do with the culture of the company and the beliefs of the company. And they want to see how the employer is interacting with the employees. So yes, there's definitely positive notes on social media, on uh, review sites, but especially on social media and LinkedIn, when they see somebody that's saying, look at the great things my company's doing now those things are being noticed. And I think they're not only noticed by applicants, but they're being noticed by each other, by coworkers to say, geez, I didn't know that about my company. So so there are some positive pieces, Pete. You're right. Well, I, I appreciate that because I, I have I had a conversation with a social media uh, consultant not very long ago, and we were talking about getting ready for this show. And she said to me that an employee base that is engaged becomes the public barometer for the cultural health of the institution. I think that's a really interesting way to look at it. And I wonder if it is taking a little bit of time for managers to see it that way too. Tom, what do you think? I definitely agree with that. I think it's going to take a little more time. I mean, 
a lot of managers are, have been in their job for years and have been successful at their job for years with the status quo. And, you know, they may have seen their kids introduce the world to social media, but they've seen it outside of work, the work setting. I think to the extent that something that can't be fully controlled in the workplace, it causes some anxiety, you know, and some concern sure. with managers that, you know, people might be saying something and you're right. I mean, you look at my lawyer's hat, it's going to say, well, if you link whatever's being said on social media with that employee of the company, that raises a question about the company's reputation, potential damage to the company. But it's perhaps time to take a step back and look at it and take a breath and say, well, gee, is this going to hurt us? But then you've, that probably raises a bigger question, which is that how should your social media, how should your social media policy handle issues like that? You know, if, if Terry's a manager, I'm a manager, you're a manager, Jillian's a manager, we all take different approaches. That's not good for the company because we want to have some right. consistency. And so it would mean an organization sitting down and thinking, okay, how do we have a, a reaction to social media? Do we have one? Do we care about it? If we do care about it, what's going to be the actual focus? Well, I'm I'm glad you brought that up. And you dropped social media policy just as I did in our little introduction here. And I, I did it almost as a joke because I wanted to see who would respond. How many companies that you work with have a strong social media policy? Well, I think a pretty good number. Yeah? Yeah. In their handbooks, a lot of the handbooks that, you know, Terry and I look at for companies have social media policy about at work, what you can, what's protected speech at work. So if you if I don't like how my supervisor issues um, overtime assignments and I complain about it on social media, that's protected speech because I'm complaining about work. But if I just say I don't like my supervisor because she's a nasty person or he's a nasty person, that's a whole different story. That's not protected. So companies are kind of learning with this policy, how far can we go and how far can we draw the boundaries for our employees to say, okay, that's acceptable, that isn't acceptable. Because a lot of supervisors have a visceral reaction if they're being attacked on social media. They're going to say, well, wait a minute, you're coming after me and yeah. I'm not, not going to like that. Lo and behold, they're also human beings. And uh, Exactly. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Terry, uh, what is your position when you work with companies in, in the scope of your work with AIM uh, to, uh, around how social media is to be addressed, monitored, communicated internally? Well, I think, as Tom said, it's really important to step back and think about your reaction before you immediately react. As you mentioned, everybody's human. Nobody wants to be attacked. And before, if somebody said some horrible things to you, they may have said it to your face at work, but it wasn't public for the whole world to see like it is now on social media. So your instinct might be to react in, a, in an incorrect way. So what I usually will tell people is before you react, you can look at your policy. You certainly can look at what Tom said to see if it is protected activity. But even more importantly, just think about the right way to react. So as a human resources person, if somebody's complaining, instead of coming right to a discipline or a harsh statement, why not sit down and have a conversation with them and say, geez, I heard from somebody that you may be upset about X, Y, and Z. Why not come in here and talk about it? Let's talk about it together and see how we can make it better for you and make it better for the company instead of just continuing to be upset and angry at everybody. So it's almost like stepping back and, and taking time to react and really just getting to the root of the problem versus just jumping to 
a president that doesn't want somebody talking about somebody at the company and just immediately said, I want to fire that person. Finding out why, finding out what's going on, determining your policy, determining um, what might be protected activity, as Tom said, with the National Labor Relations Act, they do have the template of a policy, but they're also the, the ones that are there to defend people that are doing something that's protected that they got terminated for. So if you're just complaining overall about the way you're treated at work and the way something's happening at work and you're connected on social media with other people you work with, that's considered protected activity, even if they're not in a union company. It's called concerted activity, and you're supposed to allow people to have open conversations. Of course, what that does is certainly encourages union activity if you're in a non-union environment, because they're going to say, I could protect you. That's something that you shouldn't have had a problem with at work, because you were just communicating your concerns about workplace activities with your coworkers on social media. Tom, let's start at the top and figure out what a, you know, we, we have this uh, a fancy manufacturing organization that we created last season. And we're very excited. It's been growing and thriving. And now it has, you know, a, a number of people and they're fulfilling orders from clients across the country. Um, how would you start by building this, uh, uh, not just a social media policy that is uh, appropriate to, you know, we'll say standards, but a culture around communicating social media uh, across the, the organism that is the organization? Where do you start? I mean, I'd echo a lot of what Terry said to begin with. You try and figure out what is what is going on, if anything. I mean, it raises a question for me, and I don't know the answer to this, how many companies are doing this. Should you have somebody actively monitoring your social media presence? Some companies do, typically when they go into hiring phases or when they go into other phases, they'll check the glass doors and the Indeed to make sure that they're not being, you know, trashed by different ex-employees. But are people doing it on a constant basis? I don't know if that, Terry, I don't know if that's true. Are you seeing companies do it a lot? I think people will do it more when somebody brings it to their attention. I don't know that they have somebody to your point, Tom, that that's part of their job to monitor it on a regular basis. I think their ears are open and for other people. And a lot of employees do connect directly with their managers yeah. on social media. So they don't even have to wait to hear it. They see it themselves. I will say so as a point of background, uh, in, you know, I come from a public relations background at a very, very large organization. And I can tell you that in the communications department, we had constantly running filters for mentions of our organization. And we were able to filter down through the organization directly to managers when issues arose. Uh, now, uh, that was some years ago. Um, and my hunch is that those filters are still running, but the scope and scale of what we're having to track now is very, very large. And so you're going to need some of those things to bubble up in order for the right people to see them. I, it, correct me if I started lying there, Tom. No, I think you're right. I think it's, it's a huge production nowadays. You think about all the different platforms you can use sitting on your phone mm -hmm. to communicate with people. I mean, Companies will oftentimes try and focus on the sort of narrow things. For, for example, no cell phones in the workplace because you could take pictures of what might be confidential or proprietary information. You know, I take a picture of you, Pete, working. I work with you, but behind you are the plans for some, you know, key sure. thing that the company makes. So they'll focus on things like that. Or they'll focus on, you know, things they can, that are tangible and come to their attention. I think most, you know, be it a manufacturing or a, you know, logistics company or other things like that are not going to have the team in place to 
you know, do that social uh, media monitoring, unless, of course, that's the market they're heading toward. You know, if they're, if they're sure. in that business, that's one thing. But for the average company, I think that's probably going to be a lot of a, a big challenge to try and figure out how to do that, unless it actually occurs in a particular thing. Sure, sure. Well, one of the the examples that has kind of cropped up, and as we record this, this is just days old, and so it is an unresolved situation, but it does occur with a a very large company in the technology space. In this case, it's Apple. And uh, there is a social media influencer with about a half a million followers on TikTok who jumped in to a conversation where somebody was uh, nervous about something happening with their phone, the security of their phone. And this influencer, who also works at Apple, is an engineer and happens to know specifically what happens when, you know, this this case comes up. A phone is stolen. uh, Somebody is trying to get them to turn off the protection on their phone so that or or else they'll send all the pictures that are on the phone to uh, to the Internet and, and expose them. This engineer stepped in and said, I can't really tell you how I know, but I do happen to know that you should not turn off the security on your phone and it's going to be fine because your phone is secure. You should never turn off your security. And that was it. There was no mention that this that this person happened to work specifically for Apple. They did say in their TikTok video, um, I happen to have to be a, a support engineer at a company that talks a lot about fruit. That is their that is the the so. I think you could probably make the case that they inferred they work at Apple. But this employee had never mentioned that they actually work at Apple. And the news that broke was a their manager said that they were going to be terminated for violating their their social media policy. This has bubbled up because it demonstrated very quickly the uh the the separation between individual managers awareness of what the policy was and that very human reaction to something happened we're out of control over and we don't know how to handle it so we just need to make it go away and in some cases making it go away is the employee needs to be needs to be removed I wonder you're just hearing my very loose explanation of that story. Does that sound like something that uh, it, that is a, a reasonable expectation or that that would have happened? And what would your guidance be to a manager in that position? I mean, I certainly think that could happen. I mean, you, you can envision a situation in which someone complains about a product or something that a company produces or, whatever, you know, they don't like it. And they so they attack that product and then another employee internally sort of gets involved somehow and the manager feels like it's out of his or her control could easily envision that situation they don't i mean i haven't had too many calls like that in the hotline i don't know if you have terry but they might they might go directly to their outside legal counsel on that because they know there's going to be something more Mm -hmm. or they just fire the person and they kind of hope for the best that nothing will come of it which happens too but as it turns out tom uh firing an influencer with a half a million tiktok followers is might not be the best uh, direction. Right. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. You know, and for you, someone who you presume is quite qualified at the job. Right. Because they've been doing it for a period of time. So it's not like they, you know, are an, an asset you want to get rid of because that's a cultural message to all the other employees too. Well, and it turns out that has been the cultural message. Terry, uh, you know, other employees are coming up and saying, look, this this engineer was only helping. They only prescribed exactly what the the 
help documents would also say at no point was this engineer d- disparaging their own company, disparaging the the products at all. They were just trying to help. Um, what does this tell you about where the manager was? Yeah, and I think you're you're exactly right. It's still about taking a step back and re- thinking about first of all, have we explained to employees what can and can't happen out there, what they can and can't do. And if you haven't, and this person obviously, as you mentioned, simply was helping, that would be the explanation. They would say that they were helping. Now, if you said, if this person actually went into some detail and said, well, you know, these phones are terrible, my company doesn't protect you, and honestly, you need to always have security, and that should have been, you know, brought out there in in public, that would have been a different conversation, I'm sure, entirely. But for somebody that simply was trying to help somebody, if the company never said, you can't go on record ever anywhere related to this company doing or saying these things, then maybe they would have that follow-up discussion with the employee. But again, if you're not defining the expectations to the employee, it's hard to go back to them and, and discipline them for something. It certainly makes clear for for me, in spite of a lot of details, because this is playing out right now, and most of it's playing out in social media. So uh, there's a lot we don't know, but it does demonstrate the value of a clear social media policy uh, that that actually describes the utility of social media in the in the under the auspices of the company, because there are a lot of great uses for it, and a lot of great uses for an engineer, energetic engineer, to to help out. I mean, I think you see, in, even at a simple level, I see in things like handbook, handbooks, they'll have policies that you can't use the computer at work, can't use the internet at work, you know, and so I say to them, really, if someone wants to plan their vacation, if somebody wants to read the news, that's, they can't do that. And they'll say, well, yeah, we let that happen. And I say, well, and so these companies have this great deal of conflict over internet, social media, and all these things, because at some level, they know it's useful because everyone does it, and it's a benefit. At the other hand, it's something they can't fully control, like you can, you know, turning a machine on and off or signing a crew to do a different thing at a certain time. So it's this challenge that creates a great deal of, I think, internal stress in organizations. And as you said, with the company you're talking about with the manager, well, you would think if anybody's going to be savvy about this world, it would be them. You know, that, that would you expect to be a cultural requirement to be a manager there. You'd be brought through the process and understand this is our view toward social media. This is our view toward, you know, the world out there with technology. I, I back to this this prior interview on on uh, the sort of cultural uh, change in an organization. It's often just those kinds of conversations uh, around management and leadership wanting to control the activities that we do on our computers that leads to a culture that is negative on social media. Often there is a, a, a possibly not direct correlation between those two, but certainly one influences the other. I think that's right. Interesting. And if people feel like they're getting their job done and in, in, in a way that's satisfactory for the company, I mean, they've been told they are, mm-hmm. you know, they, mm-hmm. they've been every year they get a performance evaluation says, yep, you're doing a good job. You're doing all these things. And they're still getting attacked for a little bit of, you know, TikTok or right. Instagram or whatever that might be. You're right. I think you get that double message. Well, I sure appreciate this conversation. I appreciate the conversation around helping to build a culture that is adaptable and flexible and uh, maybe, uh, dare I say, a little bit less punitive around employees' use of social media. Uh, Arno, our growing fake manufacturing organization is all the better for it. 
Tom Jones, Terry Cook, thank you so much for your participation, wisdom, and guidance in this most interesting conversation. On behalf of Tom and Terry, I'm Pete Wright, and we'll catch you next week right here on Human Solutions, an HR podcast for people who love HR.